Namaste, everyone, and welcome to the Jai Bhakti Yoga podcast, where we share information on all things yoga, Ayurveda, and well-being lifestyle. I am excited to share these resources, insights, interviews, and so much more as we grow together on this wonderful journey of well-being. I am your host, Christina Andrini, founder of Jai Bhakti Yoga Foundation and JBYU School of Yoga and Ayurveda. I'd like to invite you to subscribe to our blog on Tumblr, as well as to follow us on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and all the fun social media channels where we share some of the tips and insights and resources from our podcast and vice versa on here. Now let's go ahead and begin with today's episode. Today's episode is attachment is a function of the mind, discovering liberation through higher states of consciousness. And this is part one of a short series of higher states of consciousness. The Bhagavad Gita, specifically in Bhagavad Gita, chapter two, verse 41 states that the intellect of those who are on this path is resolute and their aim is one-pointed, but the intellect of those who are irresolute is many-branched. This reminds me of the eight limbs of yoga, and we'll get to that as we take the journey. Through the science of life, known as Ayurveda, the map way to embody the physiology of the higher self, known as yoga, or what we call unity, and the discovery of awakening to the subtle body known as being through transcendental meditation, and for short, we call that TM, we enter into, quote unquote, that field of life, as Maharishi explains in his book, Science of Being and Art of Living. Whatever the state of evolution of the aspirant, whether or not he is emotionally developed or intellectually advanced, his mind by its very tendency to go to a field of greater happiness, finds its way to transcend the subtlest state of thinking and arrive at the bliss of absolute being. Mukundananda states, attachment is a function of the mind. Its manifestation is that the mind repeatedly runs towards the object of its attachment, which could be persons, sensual objects, prestige, bodily comfort, situations, and so on. So if thoughts of some person or object repeatedly come to the mind, it is a possible indication of the mind being attached to it. In yoga, we know this attachment to be devasha, which is one of the five kleshas, which are the self-limiting branches of self-defeat or pragya aparad, ignorance of the intellect. We are constantly being funneled towards defining ourselves within the context of what we do and how we do it, Instead of who we are, rarely are we taught that it is enough to just be. I feel our society as a whole is caught up in defining ourselves based on being success-driven because of the need to have identity or purpose. We are attached to the role, therefore confining ourselves in a cage with the gate wide open, driving ourselves into silent suffering to remain a representative of what we thought we needed to be and not allowing ourselves to evolve into what we are becoming. Not understanding that the identity we seek is our being, 
It is our dharma and the reason we have the gifts we have to share the blessings of the gifts we uniquely have and educate our communities with what we know via the experiences that we have been through in human development. As mentioned, the role identification has become an attachment to living that representative that we want the outside world to see. But how authentic is it to the true being of ourself? As a self, like let's talk about small s here, we become attached to the ego of the role. I am a teacher, I am a yogi, I am a professor, I am a doctor, I am whatever. And we tend to live in the shadow of what would happen if we let that role representative or false identity go. The fear of freedom or moksha and what we forget that we already are, the I am. And there is nothing else to add. However, we're still fearful of being judged. One needs to be willing to allow themselves to recognize that from the external, you are joined by the internal and therefore expanding as the eternal. Your destiny or dharma can never be taken from you because you were created to deliver just that. The funneling is of our own choosing. Rarely are we taught that it is enough to just be because there is no teaching ourselves how to just be. We just do it. Transcendental meditation or TM is a method of awakening to our full potentiality and liberating ourselves from the attachment of the small self or devesha, ragas, avijja, ashmita, and abhinavisha, which we call the five kleshas that we've spoken about in the past. When we sit in front of the ocean or turn our gaze towards the window, hear a song that fills our hearts, or experience the wind on the skin, for that moment, just looking without attaching, we are in the space of transcendence, liberation from boundaries. In Japanese, they call this bokito, which means to gaze into the distance without thinking at all, just being. That's taken from Bob Roth and the Transcendental Meditation Group. Our driven culture barely knows what it means to take a break. I really don't know what it means to take a break, let alone. And within our body is the subtle anatta karan, which we also colloquially refer to as the heart. It consists of the mind, the intellect, and the ego. In this sub subtle machine, the intellect is superior to the mind. It makes decisions while the mind creates desires and gets attached to the object of affection as determined by the intellect, as Mukundananda states. He also states that, for instance, if the intellect decides that money is the source of happiness, the mind hankers for wealth. If the intellect decides that prestige is the most important thing in life, the mind craves reputation and fame. In other words, the mind develops desires in accordance with the knowledge of the intellect. In order to liberate oneself from these binding thoughts, in which most become so upset when not achieving these vanity goals, it is important to remember that thoughts will manifest and then disappear. We call these the fluctuations or bubbles of thought. These thoughts may begin in the subtlest of ways, which is considered the subtle level of feeling. We come to know as the experiencer. It is a level of restful awareness, few boundaries, and is at the heart level, the level of love, emotion, and feeling. Like the oxygen that gives us life, we don't talk to it, we receive it, we breathe it, we feel it. 
there is no vocal exchange, just the unbounded love of the exchange of life. As Maharishi states, in my opinion, it reminds me of the verse in Genesis 2-7 when God breathed life into Adam, man, to give him a soul, which is the essence, the aharas of life, the maintainer of all levels of life and all process of evolution. Breath is prana, life force. Instead of being caught up in the should have, could have, would have, take time to breathe life into the smaller goals that will ultimately refine the larger ones that will manifest as you evolve. Nothing is done in your time. All is delivered in due time. The temporal plane is a journey in our introspective personal discovery of our karma that is expressed through our dharma to include the relationship to the being that dwells within. A path by which to find the kingdom within himself, which Christ and every great prophet knew and described, as Charles F. Lutz states. One cannot be bound when you're in the unbounded. You just cannot bound the unbounded. Verbalizing the idea of being stuck is actually what is keeping you there. Liberate yourself by being the journey of freeing yourself from yourself through meditation, yoga, and quantum shifts that take you from the kleshas and into liberation. Next week, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the paths of attaining this liberation that brings us into the higher states of consciousness. You can join us in our 200-hour teacher training, which is all self-paced, and we do actually some one-on-ones together. So over the course of five months, this program is curated and nurtured to work for you. You may or may not be with a group. It is more personally designed so that you can accomplish and achieve your goals of becoming an Ayurveda yoga teacher at your pace and at your leisure. So if you want to learn more about that, head on over to the Jai Bhakti Yoga Foundation's website, jbyfnola.org. And also feel free to join our beautiful membership to sustain this programs for you all as we continue to grow and nurture together. As Rumi says, raise your words, not your voice. It is rain that grows flowers, not thunder. Namaste and be well. Thank you all so much for participating in today's wonderful podcast. As always, it's such a joy and an honor to share in the space with all of you and hold the space together as a collective. I invite you to support my life's work on Teachable. For those of you that would like continuing education units, Teachable will be the go-to for your membership. I'm looking forward to growing together and meeting you all. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram and introduce yourself. I would love to follow you back and subscribe to our YouTube channel for free classes that are posted weekly. Looking forward to our next chat together and I'll see you online, in person, in an immersion or on this podcast. See you soon. From my heart to yours, much love and namaste.